Hello everyone, it is Reagan Sims. Uh, this is a kid's take. Uh, episode 1. Uh, we're going to, or I'm going to, talk a little bit about um, Disney. And why I have some problems with Disney. And why I like some parts of Disney. The biggest thing that I don't like is how much power they have in terms of box office um, uh, percentage like this year alone they they made 7 billion already I think yeah 7 billion in box office that's never done before by any company and people say it's the MCU which yeah that could be the case because all the MCU movies made billions And the Disney remakes, I think, is the main reason um, why Disney has too much power. Because it shows how they can basically make the same thing they made like 20, 30 years ago. And still make a billion dollars. It's literally like the same thing over and over again. Um, But they do add some new stuff. Um... Especially to the, um, Aladdin movie. Um, that movie, well, it might have been because I haven't seen the original Aladdin in so long. That it seemed very different. It seemed like a whole new movie. Um, a whole new experience. Which, that's good. But, the Lion King, they basically take out the good parts from the original. The live action one is alright. Um, but, I, I don't know, uh, but also, the MCU, okay, this is a whole nother story, cause, it's not really the brand of, it's a Disney brand, it's owned by Disney, but it's, it's own little entity in Disney, um, I, I like Marvel movies, they're pretty good, um, my favorite one is probably, um, Logan or, um, uh, what's that, Captain, uh, Winter Soldier. Those are probably my favorite ones. One of them. Right. Um, the, I also liked Infinity War, because it was a different, it was different than most, and Endgame. But, I think it was well-deserved. Their, um, because ten years of building it up. And making, um, I think it was like seven, seven nine, like two point seven nine billion. Um, I think uh, they only made a couple million more than Avatar, which still is better than Avatar. But um, Avatar could, uh, even with, um, they could have more money uh, or made more money, because the thing is. A lot of money came through China for in-game, and the thing is, not all the money that a movie makes in China, a studio gets. They only get like 20% of it. So say like, I'm, I'm, my math is going to be wrong, I know it, but like say, okay, let's round to uh, 50%, okay, or, I'm just not going to do math. I'm just going to say, say a studio makes $100 million in China, they only get like 25 30, 50 million, like, not even, 
less than half of that. Um, that'd be 25 million, yeah. Because 20, wait, no, that'd be 25. Okay, never mind. I'm just gonna stop trying to do math. Um, but the big question I have, because I know they're going into streaming, and um, Netflix is kind of like their only really competitor they see as. Um, but what I was wondering, or what I was thinking, is um, could like it could there be another studio that could have the same level of success as Disney? Um, and I think that the only way they can, the they can actually like have like a studio can make like a, a big punch into the box office of Disney is Sony. I think if Sony keeps their Spider-Man character away from Marvel, it'll take a big punch out of Disney, even though they already used the character and made a lot of money off of it. Um, but I think the MCU kind of made him even more popular, and I think if they do, since they already have the Sam Raimi Spider-Man's Amazing Spider-Man, the Venom movie, which is the sequels coming out with, um, Andy Serkis directing, which, that'll be interesting. Hopefully it's good. I like the first Venom. But, um, I think that if they take Tom Holland's Spider-Man away from the MCU, and maybe not even use him, maybe, but I don't think they should reboot another Spider-Man. I think they should use either Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, or Tom Holland, which I think what they should do is just make Tom, Andrew Garfield's two movies, even though there were kind of bad, um, be a part of the, uh, Venom franchise, you know, and, uh, and the new Morbius, Mor I think it's Morbius, whatever, uh, movie coming out with, um, Jared Leto, uh, they should make it all connected into their own, like, cinematic, um, Spider-Man universe, instead of a part of Marvel, which, that would, that would, a lot of fans would probably not really like that, but, I think Spider-Man has enough fans that it will take a decent amount. Um, I say like five, ten percent of Marvel's like overall like brand or I don't know. I'm I might be mistaken. This is just a kid's take. Nope, a pun intended, I guess. Um, the next studio that could throw a big punches Warner Brothers because they have the DC and the new Joker movie is looking up to be pretty good or sounding pretty good because from the festivals they've been saying it was good um, and they have big projections now it's I think it's 70 million the projected box office growth in the first weekend um, which that's good for a um, a small budget um film, because I think the budget was $55 million. Um, at least production-wise, no, I don't know about marketing and all that, but they could they could beat Marvel in the critic and Oscar category, but they need to work on their box office. Um, with the new HBO Max, um, which is going to have Warner Brothers movies and all that, they should definitely um, do what Disney's doing with their Disney Plus service with um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, 
TV show that's going to connect with the MCU and the Scarlet Witch one and all that. All their Marvel shows are going to connect to the MCU on the Disney Plus service. They should do the same thing with HBO Max. But that's going to be... I don't know if they have a big enough audience as uh, that would subscribe just for that. They, they probably... They have their hardcore um, DC fans, which are like a couple million that have... Um, the DC Universe streaming service, which is rumored to be a part of um, the HBO Max, which would be very smart. And I think they should maybe, I don't know if get rid of, but like, just like, there's too many, it's not too, I don't think it's too many right now, but like, it feels like they have like so many different HBO things that it's confusing because they have the HBO Now, the HBO Go, um, and now HBO Max. I think they have more. I don't know, I'm not really a HBO subscriber, but, um, my main streaming service is Netflix, because Stranger Things, um, Umbrella Academy, and blah, 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 um, but we're not talking about Netflix, um, so, at Warner Brothers, they have the DC franchise, which could compete with Marvel, which is obvious, but they also have Warner Animation, which that hasn't really done anything big in a while, um, and I think a big studio needs to start attacking the animation side with Disney. Um, Sony actually had a big win last year with Into the Spider-Verse, not with box office-wise, it's kind of, lives lower than expected, but, um, it won Best Animation, which was a decent blow to Net- to Disney's um, Incredibles, too. And, um, yeah. So, and well-deserved, too. So, Sony and Warner Brothers are really good. They have, they have more than one franchise with them, because Sony has... I, I think they still have James Bond. I don't know if they do. They might not. Uh, they, I think they used to have James Bond, but they don't have any anymore. But Warner Brothers has, um, they have DC, they have the It, they have their Scary Conjuring franchise. They have more franchise, but they just don't want to compete with Disney. They don't want to put the movies in the same time frame. Like the summer, every summer is just a given to Disney because there's like zero competition compared to Disney. And that's why in the fall, Warner Brothers shines the best. Because right now they're kind of like I think they're the third, third or fourth right now, in terms of highest grossing studio um, of the year so far. And they only release like a couple movies. Um, so, I, so okay, I have too much in my head. So, so um, Warner Brothers and Sony. I think Warner Bros. has a bigger chance of dethroning Disney with the box office, but I think the only way they can do that is if they purchase another movie studio like Sony, because Sony, they've been saying this, their main revenue source is PlayStation, because when um, that one CEO guy came in, um, when every... Sony was at a rough time where their movies were, they were, they were decent, you know, enough, 
but their technology, like their phones, they used to release phones apparently, um, their headphones and all that, their, their technology stuff wasn't selling well, but the only thing that was like making them stay successful was the PlayStation. So this one CEO, I forget his name, basically took out everything and just left the PlayStation brand and studios, um, just make their budget bigger, like put all the budgets of the other things into it and into the Sony Pictures. Um, Sony Pictures hasn't really done that well in terms of, they haven't really broken a billion dollars except for with Spider-Man, but they don't get all the profit with that. They could make a billion dollars with the new Jumanji movie because the first, the second one of the Jumanji movies, the one with the, um, The Rock and, um, Kevin Hart and, um, all that, um, it almost made a billion, it made 920 something um, million dollars. That could be a big competitor to um, to Star Wars because it actually um, hurt. Even though Star Wars: The Last Jedi was received poorly by not by the critics but by fans, um, a lot of people went to see Jumanji instead, and so that was a big like out of nowhere kind of like pull away from the. Disney powerhouse with Star Wars. Um, so, I think if Warner Brothers buys Sony Pictures, because they're not doing as well as they could, or they aren't doing well in general, and they were actually, um, I don't know if, I don't know if, it, if it, I think it was Lionsgate that was trying to get bought, but um, I think Sony was considering selling their Sony Pictures and I think they should just get rid of Sony Pictures give it to a bigger company but like keep the Spider-Man Spider-Man part of it or make like a deal where they make they can't they're allowed to make the Spider-Man games because I think that if they just take out their a big chunk of their budget from uh, Sony Pictures and put it into their PlayStation brand again they, I think they can make PlayStation, even though it's like the biggest right now, I think they can make better and bigger games and buy more studios and all that but if they like co-own the Spider-Man thing with their with Sony PlayStation um, they can make the Spider-Man games that they want to and then Warner Brothers or whoever buys Sony pictures can make the Spider-Man movies and make the Spider-Universe and whatever that's my idea of how they could win or dethrone um, Disney. But there also is this big like thing in the industry that Universal is the one that is the like the one that's going that's technically like the the yin yang of Disney because um, it has its own theme park. Um, it has multiple franchises, but its main one is Fast and Furious. That's the only one they got, really. And Jurassic World. So, if they buy Sony, I think that would be a big one. That'd be... I think even... I think that would actually be better than Warner Brothers. I think Warner Brothers is as good where it is. Where, like... I don't know if... They... I don't... They... Okay, I'm just stuttered. Um, They don't really need, I don't think, to be the biggest... I think they're pretty good right now with HBO, um, 
and all that jazz. But I think Universal's been kind of struggling a little bit. So I think Universal should make a big move with acquiring because Comcast that owns Universal, they're they were in a bidding war with um, Disney to um, get 20th Century Fox, which I think I don't think the government should have let Disney buy them because they basically took the they already were dominating the industry and they took the second competitor to them and that was 20th Century Fox they basically absorbed it so they like doubled their like amount of power but anyway I think if they take Sony I think because Universal they're kind of they're kind of like um what's the word um they're kind of like bitter about Namor, because I'm pretty sure they own Namor, so, and the Hulk, um, they don't want to make a Hulk movie again with Marvel, they want to, they just don't want them to have more money, which is smart, so I think what they should do is, since I'm pretty sure they own Namor, um, but I don't think they can make a Hulk movie without Disney, like, coming in to, like, legal, it's legal stuff, probably, but I think they, they could make a Namor movie, and I think what they should do, if Disney hasn't already made a deal with them and bought them Namor back or something, or Hulk back, I think, um, they should put Namor into Spider-Man movies, and he could be a good villain for Spider-Man, um, if they make, like, a Spider-Man or a Venom franchise it's an MCU style thing that's just my opinion on that I, I should stop because th- there could be so many possibilities you never know with the game the movie industry and gaming industry um, so I'm gonna talk now about streaming um, Netflix obviously biggest one a uh, bunch of big companies are coming out with their streaming service, taking a lot of content from Netflix. Um, and I, I know Netflix is basically not profitable yet because they're in so much debt that they're constantly paying for shows. And I don't think they're like really paying off their debt that much, but they still pay their investors um, with. Um, forgot the word is, but it's basically like I think it's every couple months they just give them a bump, like their investors a big chunk like the, a chunk of their profit and I think they, they keep some of the profit to pay off some of their debt, I think they do pay off some of their debt but it's in such a slow rate that it's like just not even getting off the surface of how much debt they have I think they really need to consider, not I don't think they should be purchased by a big company I think they should really consider making a big deal with a big company. Um, I think they should make a deal with Sony or like, like or Lionsgate or um, the I forgot that one studio that has a bunch of these classic movies um, that that owns the rights to um, No Country for Old Men, um, a lot of good movies. Um, I think. I think uh, Netflix should maybe make a deal where they ask like a studio or even like AMC because AMC has a good relationship with um, Netflix with their Walking Dead. I think they should make a deal with either a big cable network 
um, like, program, uh, like AMC or FX, which I'm pretty sure FX is part of Fox, I'm pretty sure, um, AMC or something, or, they just need to make a deal with a company that has a good, old enough brand, like Universal or, um, I think Sony is the best, I think they should make a deal with Sony, because Sony has, uh, their animation, um, the Spider-Man movies, of course, um, and they also, I think, Sony Television, I think, is a thing, where they produce television, and I think they should, Netflix should make a deal with Sony Television, or Sony itself, to have, like, their exclusivity deal that with, um, Disney, long ago, when Disney didn't care about streaming, um, like, something like that with a big company, and maybe, say, like, Universal, they're coming out their free streaming service, which is smart, uh, no need to pay, but the thing is, they have ads, that's the only problem, so, they can make a deal with, um, Netflix, Netflix can make a deal with them, saying, um, sh- we should get we will have, or the Netflix people could say Universal, we should have all your fantastic, not fantastic, um, your Fast and Furious movies, um, your Jurassic World movies, um, your old classic, um, horror movies of, like, Dracula and stuff, um, your whole entire catalog, or most of your catalog that people don't own the rights to, or anything, um, onto Netflix for 15, 10% of our company. Um, and then they pay them money, while also, um, they pay them with, um, what's the word, <clears throat> sorry, Damien coughed in the mic, I forgot the word, but it's basically where they make a big deal with somebody, and they don't have enough money to pay them, so they basically just give them part of their company, um, to pay for it, I think they should do that with Universal, or Sony, <clears throat> But, or they could make a, um, they could purchase, um, some, t- like, an, well, I don't know if they have enough money or the bank would give them enough money because they're in so much debt. They could buy a, um, studio like Sony, Pic- Columbia Pictures, or, um, Lionsgate, or A24, and let those studios make movies in the box office, but also put them on Netflix right away after they've been in the box office for like two or three months. Um, not only will this be good for Netflix with their content, because they're losing some content from other people, um, but they, I think it could help them pay off their debt more if they let some... Like, I know they do this thing with like the Irishman or... Um, Roma, where they really, they want a movie to be an Oscar contender, so they release it in, like, I think five movie theaters, and then the, um, aca- the Academy says, oh yeah, it's good, because they made the rules that a movie has to be in the theaters for it to be nominated, but I think Netflix has enough money that they could put it in, like, a thousand, a hundred, at least a hundred or a hundred two or something, I don't know why I said hundred two, I meant to say two hundred theaters, and make at least a couple million or a couple thousand to pay some of the budget off. And so it will look better with the investors, I think, if they buy A24 or Lionsgate 
with um, their John Wick franchise and um, with the um, Hereditary with A24 and um, like their A24 is actually I think A24 would be a good one because they have some really good films but like not a lot of people watch them because they're like indie films and they're original and people don't like that because we're in a place where people only ever watch um, sequels or franchise movies um, or based off or adaptations no not really original stories um, also the cool thing is because Quentin Tarantino I think came out saying that there, he's going to do the same thing he did with the Hateful Eight, where he released like four episodes of the extended edition for um, Netflix. I think they, um, they I, th- I think that that's a good deal, like because Quentin Tarantino is a great director. Um, I think they um, they should make more deals with other directors, like maybe Jordan um, Peele, or I, I think I said his name wrong, Peele. I think that's the name, Jordan Peele. Um, or John Krasinski, they should make deals with good Hollywood, or not even Hollywood, like, maybe, well, I don't know, YouTube creators, maybe, like, the good ones that, like, um, David Dobrik, he can have, like, his own show, which, that would be cool, or, um, uh, like, the good YouTube, you know what I mean, um, which I think they do have some stuff on YouTube, or not YouTube, Netflix, that are made by former YouTube creators, um, but I think, I really think that Netflix needs to up their game, and not only exclusives, but, like, with, um, their content from other studios, like, they should make, they definitely should make a deal with, um, a big studio that's been around for a long time, Paramount, actually, I forgot about Paramount, they would actually be a good person to make a deal with because Paramount hasn't... They've been struggling more than, I think, the other um, companies um, in a long time because they've been well off, you know, but they haven't had, like, the big success of, like, the Titanic or the old Transformers movies, even though they were kind of trash. Um, The new one was good, the Bumblebee one. But, um... I, not a lot of people saw that, so, I think they would, I think, um, if Netflix makes a deal with Paramount Network, which they have some shows, which the only show I really watched was the, um, David Koresh show, uh, which was really good, it had, um, I guy's name, the guy that's in, um, John Connor, um, <coughs> uh, excuse me, sorry, He's in it, and he plays David Crush. That was a that was a good, uh, like uh, limited series. I think Netflix should make a deal with Paramount. That's actually, like, if they had to choose, they should. I think they should, because Paramount has some good franchises that haven't really gone that far. Like there, there are franchises that kind of died out a little bit. Um, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Transformers, um, Mission Impossible, though, that, that was a good, that's their, pretty much their only good franchise right now, in terms of box office and critically successful, and I think that would be, what would be really cool is, I think they said that they were making, like, two, two or three more movies in the Mission Impossible franchise, I think they should make a spin-off TV show, 
with Netflix with a different person, um, or like a, um, or not, not, maybe even Tom Cruise can be in it, like, they can make cameos in it, um, but like a different person that's part of the agency and stuff, and it would be like the old TV show that I was based off of, and that would be really nostalgic and stuff, which comes to my next topic, this is kind of really not really organized that much, it's just me ranting, talking about it, but my next topic is nostalgic in entertainment that's driving people, driving the industry, more or less, uh, with not only films with, like, Lion King, Aladdin, uh, but with games, too, the newest, um, Modern Warfare reboot game, whatever, um, their whole entire marketing, their whole thing that they're, um, putting their full faith into is nostalgic, and that fans would love and so feel so nostalgic that um that they would buy it and that they would want to play it more um and this is to really bring in the old fans that that played the modern warfare games that really put the um call of duty franchise on the map um which is good and it, from the gameplay i saw um from the trailers um I uh, I think it. I think it looks actually pretty good. It looks decent. Um, I'm just kind of worried of what Activision's gonna like scummy uh, corporate hands into it to make it like they're gonna do some type of monetization with it. They said they're not doing season pass or loot boxes, but they're they're gonna do something scummy. I just know it. They're going to. Um, their Activision, um, but if they, this, this one's coming back with a story campaign, which I'm excited for, um, if I do play this game, which I might, um, I'm going to definitely only really play the story campaign, because I'm not really good with multiplayer, um, and I'm not really, I went, that's not really the main reason why I went to Call of Duty, um, I, I did like their multiplayer maps sometimes, there's zombie mode, especially with Black Ops 2, but, um, it was mainly for the story, but then they took out the story for Black Ops 4, which was stupid in my opinion, and they made a Battle Royale, which, they didn't even innovate the Battle Royale in any way, the only, like, besides, well, Fortnite, they had a new, they didn't really innovate it, like, with they they're kind of are now because they're stealing from other things that invaded it and other stuff that's been in other games that hasn't been in the battle royale with their new like Titanfall looking things. Which I don't play Fortnite that much, so don't don't quote me on any actual factual evidence of anything with Fortnite or I don't know what the word is. But Apex Legend really kind of took a, well it made I think it made Epic games kind of worried a little bit at first because of how big it kind of like got in like a short amount of time but that it was very small comparison to Fortnite and it's kind of already died out a little bit um but they kind of Fortnite kind of stole from Apex Legends because they added the pin system which that was a really big innovation to the battle royale genre which I'm not a big fan of battle royale 
but I, th- I respect Apex Legends the best out of every battle royale, to be honest, just because I like Titanfall. Um, that's just my bias, personal preference. You can disagree, whatever. Um, but Minecraft's the best. That's all I gotta say. Um, and also with Nostalgic, Minecraft's becoming bigger. I, I don't think it's bigger than it was, but I think it's at its YouTube height as it was before. Because uh, multiple. I think, well, I, I think only PewDiePie is the only one that can tons of millions of views on his Fortnite videos. But I think Fortnite's on YouTube, I should say, popularity's gone up really high. But I think people played Minecraft. Like, it was like 90. 91 million active players a month, even before PewDiePie did his thing, um, and then Fortnite was 71 or 70 million uh, players per month, or active players per month, um, and I think nostalgia is behind the new reinsurgence of Minecraft, and also with the uh, new Lion King and new Aladdin, they both making billions of dollars. Um, because of nostalgic, it's it makes me kind of. It, I get it. It they hook me into with their nostalgic. It makes me want to go back and experience it again. But then I remember I could just put it back on, like um, Aladdin. I could just look it up on Amazon or something, and just click rent or buy, and voila, I can experience a better, in my opinion, version of it. But, all aside, with the new God of War game, too, that was kind of on nostalgic, too, but it innovated the nostalgic part to it. Like, it it had nostalgic to it, but it also had innovation and creativity to it. But, this thing is what I'm kind of worried about with the new Fable game that's coming out, which I, I know, I've, I have good faith that it's going to be decent, at least, if not even decent, great, which I don't even know if that makes sense, um, but I, I, I believe that Playground Games will make a, pre- a pretty good game, um, but what I'm worried about is that they're going to base their whole, whole entire existence off of Nostalgic. Um, I think they definitely need a like, look of what God of War did with their Nostalgic God of War franchise and innovate it so much better than what it was before. I think they should do that most definitely with um, Fable. Also, with the new Halo game, that's big on nostalgic right there. But it does make me. Um, it does. They did say that it is gonna have new stuff for. It's like a soft reboot, so it does give me a little hope. Which even if it's just based on nostalgic, it's Halo. I don't care. I kind of have a big bias on Halo. Halo is my favorite franchise of game, like game franchise, but it's not my, I haven't, my favorite game isn't in the Halo uh, franchise, but it is my favorite franchise, like in, in total, all of it together, even five, it's a good franchise, it, it was great, like, or it, it is, it is a great franchise, but then the fifth one, Guardians, just put a sour taste in every Halo fan's mouth. And hopefully, this puts a really sweet, yummy, um, Chinese food taste. 
the best food, in my opinion. Um, into every Halo-fan's mouth. Um, or even Call of Duty fans, because a bunch of people are getting mad at Call of Duty right now. But they could not get mad with the new, looking to be good, uh, Modern Warfare. But I think a lot of, even Battlefield um, fans, they're looking for the next... They're, they're getting tired of their like three year release schedule or year to year release schedule which Halo was trying to do that they were trying to compete with their Call of Duty and stuff but they were losing their Halo touch and so this this game the new Halo looks more like it looks more like it's based off it feels more of a Halo game than the, fir- the last two games were. <clears throat> um, and I'm really excited. I'm super excited because of the new Xbox of how beautiful it will look. Because I know, even if, and I don't care about power, but like, if a game, if an ex- like, if a studio or a company, Microsoft, they release a game like Halo on multiple platforms, but they really they they're launching it with a Pacific platform Scarlet and that's the attended platform that, or that's well um Halo um the Halo boss guy um I forgot his name he said that it's it's gonna be uniquely special with the Scarlet and I'm really hoping that they don't it's not a wasted power with um the X the Xbox One X um PlayStation 5 that's a safe bet definitely like if you don't want to risk anything just get just get the PlayStation 5 PlayStation 5 I think is definitely going to sell more Scarlet but hopefully this year you know Microsoft or this next generation Microsoft will prove itself with great games and even if they release it on multiple platforms people that respect the games will definitely buy their console because that's going to be the best place to play in my opinion it's the funnest place or the funnest and easiest way that I can play but people they can play on their $1000 PC that runs like 8k 20 billion frames per second it's not actually it's possible but um I think that Sony's going to start doing that too because they know that their games don't they sell good on their consoles but they don't sell it they could sell way, way more with on PC and PlayStation, but anyway, all I'm just saying, <clears throat> it's kind of, I, I was saying a lot, but the main thing, or the main goal of what this little section that I was talking about is how nostalgic is running a big chunk of the entertainment industry. Also, with the new Lord of the Rings and uh, fantasy, um, shows coming out Lord of the Rings I it, I'm definitely that if if I had to choose something to watch for the rest of my life like content in that universe or in a certain universe for the rest of my life I would definitely do Lord of the Rings because there's so much to that the only thing I'm worried about for the new Lord of the Rings um is that they're gonna try to make it Game of Thrones like the new Witcher show they said that they're 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 making they're I think they're making it into a Witcher show, but I think that the Game of Thrones taste is still in everyone's mouth, and so I think 
everyone's gonna compare everything to Game of Thrones. Um, which I don't watch Game of Thrones because I'm a kid. Um, a kid's take. Um, but I hopefully they don't like make it ma and have like all the bad stuff that's in Game of Thrones in Lord of the Rings and try to make it into a Game of Thrones uh, like show. Make it a Lord of the Rings, which Tolkien. He, he's more positive in his fantasy writing and his fantasy worlds and they need a well they, they it does have the dark times with um uh with uh the dark the um uh, uh I'm gonna stop talking I've been talking way too much um all I'm just saying is that it's very, it's more lighthearted than most fantasies are today, and I think they need to keep that lighthearted with darkness, like the dark gray areas that's in Lord of the Rings, still there. But please, like they, I'm okay if it's TV 14. That's good. It doesn't, I don't care. But just don't make it not Lord of the Rings, not Middle Earth, not Tolkien's world. That's all I got to say with that. <clears throat> Sorry, didn't mean to cough or mess up. I'm pretty sure the audio is going to be bad because I'm only using my um, Apple headphones, which um, I'm going to get a better mic. I'm going to try to make it sound better, have better production quality. But for first episode, this is pretty pretty good, just me talking about random stuff. I'm probably not going to put everything I'm talking about in the title. And if you listen this far, thank you so much um, for listening. Um and leave a follow, like, whatever you can on um, the ga- this podcast website. I forget what it's called. can't believe I forgot it. But um, hope you enjoyed it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to become more organized because I basically just talked about random stuff that popped in my head that I wanted to get my head or get off my chest, I should say. Um, but this is basically how... I'm gonna, I, uh, it's kind of like what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna basically just ramble on my thoughts on everything um, and just tell you stuff if you don't even know it, you know. Um, I'm gonna try to at least do it, do once a week thing, or at least, um, at least uh, every other day podcast. I don't know how's gonna work I'm gonna try to make a schedule um and I'm gonna think I'm gonna try to think of a like say like Monday um movies um Tuesday um I talk about my favorite history um subject or something um and then on Wednesday I make um I talk about games and then Thursday I talk about funny stories or something like that that's what I'm going to try to do, and if you want to keep up with what I'm going to do with the schedule, uh, follow my social media at Real Reagan Sims. I know most of you probably haven't listened this far, but if you did, I'd love for you to follow, and I will see you, or you will hear me in the next one. Hope you have a good day, and this has been The Kids Take by Reagan Sims. Love y'all. Stay safe, and have a great great rest of the day, night, evening, whatever. Uh, Thank you for watching. Have fun. Goodbye.